right. Thank you, Hadam. We're going to go into today's scripture reading, which comes from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18. It's a short one this morning. We, we encourage you to find the scripture. Uh, we use the ESV, uh, but you can find it in whatever Bible. If you have a, a Bible or a Bible app, uh, there are Bibles uh, underneath your seats as well. Again, it's 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18. Um, we, we ask that you stand for the reading of God's word. I'll read the scripture for us, but you can all follow along once you're ready. So please stand as able. May the Lord bless the reading of God's word for us. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. Well, we are continuing our summer series, uh, which is called Happier. And as we've been talking about what it means to not just be happy in a worldly sense of just having enjoyment or fleeting pleasure, but we're talking about really what it means to be fulfilled and to have the kind of life that God desires for us. And, you know, as I... I've read a lot of literature on this uh, for uh, this sermon series, and one thing that keeps coming up over and over again, it's something we've mentioned before uh, in this sermon series, but I felt like we needed to dedicate a whole sermon to it, because it comes up just so much, is the idea of gratitude. Thanksgiving, that is one of these things that, that there's uh, all kinds of studies that have been done. Uh, these are just a couple samples that I found, and, but there's like tons. I mean, there's books that have been written about the power of gratitude and how that helps us be happier and more fulfilled, how it's, it helps stave off depression and all of these things. I mean, it's just there so much. But I have to admit that maybe for some of us, uh, you might be thinking, another sermon on gratitude? <laughs> it's not even November, Right. Uh, and maybe for some of us, we're just kind of like, okay, I've heard this before, you know? Uh, Maybe it it doesn't really excite us to hear about gratitude because we're just like, you know, uh, maybe we just think it's like obvious, but friends, I just want to, you know, uh, kind of like point out that, hey, you know, it's it's not me who said this, like even Harvard, Harvard Health Publishing, right? I mean, they say that giving thanks can make you happier, all right? So there's probably something there. But I wonder, why, why do we do the eye roll? Why, why, why do we not get excited about gratitude if so many people keep telling us, man, this will make you happier, this, this, this is so good for you, right? It's good for your soul. I wonder, and, and as I was thinking about it, I think there's, there's a few reasons for that. One is that maybe it's just kind of like too obvious. We're just like, we know, we know, Pastor Steve, gratitude, right? You got to have an attitude of gratitude, right? You got to give thanks, right? So there in scripture, you should give thanks in all circumstances, yeah, blah, blah, blah. You know, maybe it just seems so obvious because I think this is actually one of the mistakes that we make with gratitude is we assume that we are already grateful because we know about it, because we know the concept, you know? But, you know, if you think about our world and you think about how much depression you know, and depression is it's just on the rise, you know, uh, that, that there's just so many ways in which I don't think we really are fulfilled. And even with all the stuff that we have, right, it's never enough. Why is that? I, I, I got to think that maybe it's not too obvious. Maybe th- there is something that we do need to learn about gratitude. The other thing is that 
I think that there is something that seems like very mechanical about telling you to, uh, to be thankful, you know, or to give thanks, is that it kind of feels like with uh, parents with kids, you know, when, like, the, the kid gets something, someone gives them candy, like, what do you say? What do you, thank you. And it just doesn't seem genuine. I think a lot of us think that gratitude should just spontaneously bubble up. It should just be an automatic reaction. And if you don't feel it, and if it's not just genuinely brought about, if someone has to tell you to do it, then there's something that's, that's like diluted in that experience of gratitude, right? And so like, you, you don't need to talk about it. It'll just happen. But friends, you know, when you look at the scripture, uh, this is again from 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, it says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Now, these are, for a lack of a better way to put it, they're commands, right? They're, they're things that, you know, Paul is telling us we should definitely do this, right? And the first couple, I think most of us would agree, we don't do this all the time, right? I, I don't think there's many of us who rejoice always or we pray without ceasing. And friends, I have and I will probably again uh, preach a lot on the rejoice always and pray without ceasing. You know, those are really good points and those are things that we need to remember. But that third one, give thanks in all circumstances. Again, I want to point out that there is this sense that it is a command. It is something that Paul is probably assuming that we're not already doing, right? Just like the rejoicing always and the praying without ceasing. You know, friends, let's be honest. I don't think we're doing it exactly the way it's talking about this in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. One of the things that we've been bringing up in this sermon series about being happier is this idea that happiness is not just something that you grab for yourself, that you think this is going to make me happy, and you grab it, and it makes you happy, because we have found in this world that usually what we reach for is low-hanging fruit, right? We reach for pleasures, pleasures of this world, but those things do not last. Okay, sure, it might give you a little thrill or might make you happy for a moment, but what we are talking about is probably more akin to fulfillment, or the word that probably gets used more in the Bible than happiness is joy. And we believe that this comes when you follow the will of God. God wants you to have joy in your life. He doesn't want you to have like the fleeting earthly pleasure all the time. That's pretty clear, you know. But he does want your life to be filled with joy, right? And we believe that this happens when you align your life to the will of God. And so it says right here, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And that's a plural, by the way, right? He's talking to, it's the letter to the Thessalonians, right? To all of you. This is God's will for you, right? Don't so many people want to know that? What is God's will for me? You know, if that's true, if I can become happier and have more joy, if I align my life with the will of God, it's right here. Right? It's not just stuff that shows up in some psychology journal or in some, you know, article that, that uh, you know, positive psychology kind of stuff, right? I think that stuff works because it does align with the will of God and it aligns with the way that God has made us, right? There is something really important here. 
to give thanks in all circumstances. So, friends, I want to talk about, you know, um, usually I just kind of give one-point sermons, which, you know, I just kind of like try to make one point and just, you know, try to make that really convincing uh, from the Word of God. Um, but today, um, it, this is really what it's about, that the will of God for you and the way to become more joyful is to give thanks in all circumstances. It's really simple. So there's three things that I just want to mention as we talk about that and why this is so important and maybe what, what the challenges are in doing that. So the first point I want to make is you have to actually practice gratitude in order to reap its benefits. So friends, notice it says give thanks in all circumstances. It doesn't say be thankful in all circumstances. You might be like, okay, Pastor Steve, what is the difference? Right? Like, is this just semantics? But being thankful is just a state of being. And this is what most of us think. We think we need to have an attitude of gratitude. Right? And this is part of the problem, it, it, you know, when you hear sermons like this, is that a lot of us are like, well, I'm, I'm like pretty thankful. I'm probably more thankful than the average person. But that's not what it's talking about. It's not talking about your subjective feeling of gratitude. It's talking about an act, actually giving thanks, right? Like this, I am so thankful for my family. Saying that aloud, writing that down. You know, um, maybe, you know, in your heart, you know, being able to say that. You know, maybe you don't say it out loud. Maybe that seems a little weird to you. Uh, But, like, there's these moments where you definitely are actually actively giving thanks. And the research bears this out. Uh, Brene Brown, who's a social researcher, talks about how she researched what she calls wholehearted people. These people who seem to really be living, um, you know, these full lives and seem to have lower incidences of things like depression and anxiety. And when she studied these people, she said just the thing that kept coming up over and over again, it was probably the most common thing in all of these people, was almost all of them had some kind of actual practice of gratitude. Not just the attitude, not just feeling thankful every November, you know, but like gratitude journals. One of my my favorite books about gratitude uh, is... Uh, this book by Ann Voskamp called, uh, um, I think it's called, it's either 1,000 Gifts or 10,000 Gifts. I think I'm confusing the uh, <laughs> 10,000 Reasons, the praise song. Um, but uh, uh, it's this book about how she started uh, uh, just a gratitude journal, and she was trying to write 1,000 things that she was thankful for. So just every day, you know, she'd hear a blue jay singing out of her window. And she's like, I'm thankful for hearing a blue jay sing out inside my window while I'm washing the dishes. You know, just ordinary stuff. And, you know, uh, people have found that, that, you know, all of these wonderful benefits that they talk about gratitude, it only happens when you are actually doing it. <laughs> I know that that maybe is, 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 it seems obvious, but I don't think it's so obvious for us. I think this is the reason why we don't do it. Again, going back to, you know, the, the gift with the little girl who's saying thank you. Hey, say thank you. Thank you. It feels mechanical. But there is something about it that is very powerful. And it's God's will for you in Christ Jesus, right? To give thanks in all circumstances. But we have to learn how to actually do it. This is something in my life that I've been trying to learn how to do. Um, do you, you get those moments, right? Those moments when you are um, like feeling really negative about something, you know? And um, just, it happens every day, right? This is just the way we are as human beings, right? There's something... You feel that complaining spirit in you, 
right? Or you're, you're annoyed about something, or you're worried about something. You're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? How are we going to do this, right? And I learned this from Brene Brown. She said after the research, she would, you know, read all this stuff, and she's like, when I'm in stress, you know, there's th- these moments, they're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Business is in trouble, right? Or I'm in this fight with my husband, and oh man, like, like I, I don't know what's going to be like when I get home. And she would just take this moment to just take a deep breath, just say, I am th- so thankful that I have a job that I love. I get to help people. I'm so thankful that I have three healthy kids. I'm so thankful that I- I'm able to, to, to still walk, that I have my health, right? These, these very concrete things. And something that I've been starting to do in these moments, I've got to tell you, friends, I feel it, uh, you know, along with all of you. Some of the stuff, like, I mean, there's days where I'm like, Delta variant, no, are we going to have to shut down church again? What are we going to do? Just in these moments where I'm just like, God, thank you. Thank you for my family. Thank you for LGM. You know, sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, we have so many leaders who who just graduated or just left. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? These moments, God, thank you so much that we've had these people in our ministry. We get to send them out. They get to go bless another ministry. God, thank you that we do have so many wonderful people here that are still here, right? To actually practice the gratitude. Um, We're going to circle back to that, but I want to move on to another point. This idea that this idea of giving thanks in all circumstances, I want to make the point that you can actually do this. Um, Because I think that the the passage, which it's a pretty well-known passage, right? 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, right? Some of it seems kind of impossible. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances. And it's tempting to just chuck it and just say, okay, you know what Paul is trying to say uh, is that, you know, we should just try to give thanks as much as possible, you know, um, that, that that would be good. You know, that, that's just an ideal though, right? Like, like we're, we're, we don't live in a perfect world. You can't give thanks in all circumstances. I actually want to argue the point. I do believe you can. And the reason why you can is because there is always something to give thanks for. There's always something to give thanks for. And so, friends, as human beings, this is the way our minds work. The way that our minds work is that we focus on information. We prioritize any information that is novel or that is a threat. And a novel threat, that just jumps to the top, right? And so if, if, if there's something that is negative, you are going to focus on that way more. It's going to occupy your thoughts, right? You're going to perseverate on it. You're going to turn it over. You're going to keep going back to it. You might be doing really awesome things. You might be in the most beautiful place, right? You could be on vacation in Hawaii, on the white sandy beaches, in paradise, and an email comes in talking, like, like your, your boss is like, we need to talk. We are not happy with you. That rest of the trip, ruined, right? Everything else is beautiful and perfect, but that one thing ruins everything, right? This is the way we operate as human beings. But friends, think about it for a moment. Is that actually reality? And so I have a question for you, actually two questions that I want you to think about. Is your gratitude proportional to your blessings? Is your gratitude proportional to your blessings? And a second question. Is, oh, sorry, uh, is your complaining 
stressing, worrying, proportional to your problems. So friends, the way that human beings work, I already told you, right? We prioritize novel information and we prioritize uh, uh, things that are threats. And one of the problems with, with uh, our minds is that our minds are supposed to operate this way uh, on some level because, you know, we're, we're, like human beings, we don't have armor, right? We don't have fur. We don't have claws, right? We don't have sharp teeth, right? We're, we're these fleshy, soft things. And one of the ways we stay alive is by being really, really attuned to danger, right? And so if there's a tiger, you know, you're going to want to really pay attention to that tiger, right? I mean, it could be a beautiful, sunshiny day, but you're not going to be focused on that. You're going to be focused on the tiger so you don't get eaten, right? And that's important. That makes sense. But the problem is, is your mind thinks that the report that's overdue is a tiger. Your mind doesn't know how to sort these things out. It treats it just like a tiger. That little minor disagreement or that way that the checkout lady looked at you and you're like, what's your problem? Do you not like me? Do I smell? Sees that as a tiger, right? Am I okay with, with so-and-so? Am I okay with Janet? Janet just seemed like, like she didn't want to talk to me today. Tiger! They're all tigers, right? And so we focus on that way more than anything else, on any of the negative stuff, even if you can't do anything about it. So the great thing with the tiger is that it's pretty simple. You either fight it, you run, or you get eaten. And then over, right? No more tiger. You know there's a tiger or there's no tiger. But the problem with the tigers of your mind is that some of these things aren't even real, right? You can be bothered by something that is just imagined or you're assuming. How many times have you been bothered by something and you turn it over, over and over, over again in, in, in your, your, your mind and you, you finally go to Janet and you're like, hey, can we talk, Janet? I, I just feel like, like you, know, there, you have some problem with me. And they're like, no, I, I just, I, I had a really bad stomachache that day. And so I think just on my face, I just looked like I was angry all the time. And you're like, oh, <laughs> why did I worry about that so much? But that's the way your minds work, right? And by the way, Let's say you have one bad thing that's wrong, right? So, so uh, look at the questions. Is your gratitude proportional to your blessings? And is your complaining and stressing, worrying proportional to your, your, your problems? So this is the thing. You could have a thousand things, a million things in your life that are going right. But one thing goes wrong, you focus on that. Now, if you have two things that go wrong, or three things, or four things, you still have 999,997 things that are going right. You know, you can breathe the air. You know, uh, maybe you have your health. Maybe you have a family. Maybe you're able to go to a good school. Maybe there's concrete under your feet, right? There's so many things that are going right. But just like we pointed out, uh, I think this was a couple months ago, we pointed out um, you don't pay attention to your body, right? Like, like no one really thinks like, man, my thumb, I love my thumb. Like, thumb is so great. You don't think about your body until something goes wrong. And part of the problem is that there's just so much information, right? There's so many things going on. I mean, it's really hard to sit there and be like, I am thankful for light, the light bulb. I am thankful for this chair. 
I'm thankful for carpet. I mean, come on. We don't have that kind of uh, processing power, you know? Uh, it just, just your attention needs to focus on certain things, right? But that doesn't mean that those blessings aren't there. That's the point I'm trying to make, right? It's not that you're, 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 you're making things up, right? That you're making someone be grateful for something that isn't there. It's artificial, The truth is there's always things to be grateful for. We're just not focused on that, right? And so, friends, what we are trying to do and what I believe the will of God is for us, it is about helping us to see the world correctly. Because a lot of people, we think that gratitude is seeing the world through rose-colored glasses. Like, Pastor Steve, you know, like you're talking about gratitude and giving thanks for all these things, but come on. The world's not like that. There are problems, and I'm not denying that. But what I'm trying to say is that the way you are programmed as a human being is to focus on the negative way more than the positive. And so if so many things are going right in your life, you're not focused on that. And so you're not seeing the world correctly. And so when you go to someone and you're like, hey, how is your day? And they're like, terrible, because three things went wrong out of 999,997 things. You're not seeing the world correctly. You are skewing the negative, right? And so learning to give thanks in all circumstances, it's because God has created a good world. And he's created you in, your, in, in his image. And yes, there is a thing called sin. I don't want to deny that. There is brokenness. There is problems. I'm not saying cover it all up. But I'm saying see the good with the bad too. And, and, one of the, and it's one of the things that can really keep you in balance, right? Because the unfortunate thing is that if there is a tiger in front of you and you're focused on it, that's a good thing, right? Because defeat tiger, run away from tiger, problem solved. The next moment, you can relax now. But a lot of the things that are bothering us will not go away. They stay there forever, right? We have these imagined threats or these... Threats that are just, right, they're in your mind, they're in your soul, you're just worrying about them all the time, right? And friends, it affects everything, right? How many people, I I mean, I I don't know for, I, I know we have a lot of younger folks, and I'm still a young folk too, but, you know, getting to my life, I mean, there are so many moments with my family where I just, like, look at my kids. I have two kids, right? One's 14, uh, gonna be 14 in a couple weeks, not there yet. Slow down. <laughs> She's going to be in high school. And I have a 10-year-old. And there are times where I just look up and they're just taller. Right? And I just, what, what, what are you eating? Just the time is passing. And, and I wonder, you know, for, for other parents, you know, if this happens to you, you look at your kids and you're like, where did the time go? Did I really appreciate the time that I had with my kids when I had it? Or was I just focused on the bills, the bills? Was I just focused on, like, don't screw this up? Was I just focused on these problems, right? And I couldn't really be present with them. I couldn't really live this life according to the will of God, a life of joy, a life of fulfillment, a life of love, a life of generosity, because I was so focused on the things that were going wrong, Right? And friends, the the, the last point I want to make, because I know that maybe some of you are like, Pastor Steve, 
this just kind of sounds like a first world sermon. There are some people who are in just really terrible things. It's not three things that are going wrong. Right? There are some people where, like, like think about the Holocaust or think about you know, some really, really terrible stuff. Pastor Steve, how can you give thanks in those circumstances? And that's why we have the cross. Gratitude comes from the Greek word gratis, which is grace. Right? And so what we are talking about in gratitude is we are thankful for the gifts that God has given us that are just freely earned. And the greatest gift that God has ever given us is his son, Jesus Christ, who died on a cross for us. Friends, you want to talk about dark circumstances? You want to talk about negative circumstances? Right? Jesus went to the cross, and he was mocked and humiliated and spit on, and he suffered, tortured, right? Um, just some of the things that I read... Um, about the cross is that, like, it probably was, like, very, very difficult to breathe, and that, like, you kind of have to constantly, like, lift yourself up. But remember, every time you're lifting yourself up, he had nails, nails in his hands, and nails in his feet, and then just that excruciating pain every time he's lifting up. It was terrible. It was terrible. This is grace. God sent his son to die for us, that we can be forgiven of our sins. And one of the things that we believe uh, as Christ followers, you know, following the footsteps of Christ, is there is no situation, there is no situation in life that God cannot take and bring good out of, bring hope. Right? In the cross, in that death, there's a lot of people like, what is that? You know, God's own son being tortured on a cross, being humiliated. How can that possibly be good? And God used that to, re, to, to, to uh, save all of humanity, to redeem us, to forgive our sins. And that out of death, out of the cross came resurrection. He was raised from the dead. And that is our hope. I mean, there are Christians that, yeah, they're not, they weren't as comfortable as you or I. They were persecuted for their faith. And as they were being persecuted, they were singing hymns and they were giving thanks to God because they knew in all circumstances there is something to give thanks to God for because in all circumstances there is God's grace. So even if you're in a terrible situation and maybe you're trying to do that trick, it's not a trick, it's just trying to see the the world correctly, that something's going wrong in your life and you're trying to actually list things that you're thankful for. And you're like, Pastor Steve, I honestly can't think of anything right now. Even some of the things that you said, family, my family situation is not so good. You said health, I actually have health concerns. I'm really worried. You know, you talk about all these things and I literally can't think of anything that I'm thankful for. You can be thankful for the cross. You can be thankful for grace. You can be thankful for what God has done for us. Amen? Amen. Um, we're going to take a moment, and um, I, I know we've got a praise team of one in Haram, and he'll come up here in a moment. But I want to encourage you to do something, friends. Um, I actually, you know, I, I know a lot of you guys are just like listening very attentively. I'm going to ask you to do something that maybe might sound a little weird. I actually want you to grab your phone. <laughs> and I want to encourage you to do something. Go to your notes app, and I want you to start writing down some of the things that you are grateful for. You know, you can talk about, you know, Jesus. You can talk about faith. 
But you can also talk about, like, I don't know, are, are you thankful for your health? Write that down, right? Are you thankful for a, a, a friendship? Write that down. Are you thankful for your church? Write that down, right? Are you thankful that you, you just had a, a, an apple fritter from Dom's Bakery and it was delicious? Write that down. Are you thankful that, you know, someone said hi to you this morning? Write that down, right? I just want to give you a moment to do that and just, I mean, that's what it is, Thanksgiving. And friends, you know, um, you can write it down, but you could also just take a moment and, you know, maybe if you've jotted down a few things, um, you know, Hadam will start just playing a few chords here. Or maybe just close your eyes and just, just say, thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for my family. Friends, I don't want you to do that thing where you're like, thank you for my family. I'm sorry. Take them for granted. I know, I know. You can get very negative very easily. It's very easy to do. But you just focus on the gift that it is that God has given you. All of these gifts, all of these graces. Can we just take a moment to focus on that? Give thanks. Give thanks for us. Give thanks. And sometimes it starts mechanical. There's going to be moments where you're fighting, right? You're in that stress. You're in the battle. You're, you are focused on the negative. And you're going to say, and it's going to feel like sound, sand in your mouth, right? You're going to say, I'm thankful for the cross, thankful for Jesus, and maybe you're not really feeling it. Friends, but this is the thing. Give thanks in all circumstances. I mean, you are going to start having more gratitude. That grace is going to spring up within you if you align yourself with it, because it's all around you. It's all around you. How can you not, at some point, start to feel that gratitude? How can you not then start to see the world, that the world is filled with the blessings of God? Yes, there is brokenness, but he's working even in that. Praise God. God, we thank you so much for the grace that we have in Jesus. We thank you, God, for the grace that we receive every day. There is not a day that goes by. There is not a moment that goes by that is not filled with your blessings and your goodness and your grace. Thank you, God, that even in the darkest of circumstances, you have shown us that the cross is our redemption. That even in the depths of despair, there is hope. Even in death, there is resurrection. Thank you, God, for your grace. In Jesus' name we pray.